Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Talks with Tatiana. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing how to save, budget, stay organized, and prioritize while in college. I will also briefly be touching on the topic of intersectionality in relation to Brianna Taylor. So I was motivated to do this episode because in my last episode, I briefly mentioned the importance of saving and budgeting because a lot of people tend to splurge their money. My roommates and a few of my friends, they liked that part of the episode and they know how I am when it comes to spending money. Like I love to save. So they were like, you definitely need to do an episode specifically on budgeting and saving. So, and like organizing and like things like that. So I was like, okay, why not? But in no way, shape or form, am I a financial expert or like an organization expert or anything? Cause I'm definitely still working on myself, but I feel like I'm on a pretty good track. Um, but I'm just giving the perspective of a college student and this budgeting and saving episode and organizing episode can really be applied to anyone because it's important for all adults, no matter how old or young, to budget, save, be organized. And I also want to include, you know, in this episode, just ways to organize, plan, prioritize, and being disciplined because I feel like once you do those things, it leads to you being able to practice and help you with budgeting and saving. So one of the first things you have to do is just to be able to learn how to just plan and be organized in life. As a college student, especially with coronavirus and having online classes, planning is so crucial. Even working from home for like adults that have jobs, it's hard because it feels like we have absolutely nothing to do, but we really actually do have stuff to do, but it's online. So it just feels like we don't. And so when you don't physically have somewhere to go, it can really be difficult to feel motivated. And I know for me, I have not been wanting to do anything because I'm not used to just having to be in my apartment or in my room all the time. But me and one of my roommates, Shreya, she was the one that co-hosted the minority mental health episode with me. We started walking in the mornings together and it is so therapeutic because we go at 7.30 in the morning when the sun is rising, so it isn't too hot outside. We only walk for like about 30 minutes. We get to catch up with each other, clear our minds before we start our day. And on top of that, we're getting in a good workout. So I would definitely recommend adding, just doing something like that to your daily schedule because it allows you to have more hours in your day. And I know getting up that early isn't like ideal, but once you are up and you start walking, you feel refreshed and ready to just start your day. And it also gives you the opportunity to put on clothes other than just your pajamas. Because I know for me, that was a part of my lack of motivation to do work during coronavirus and quarantine and stuff is because I had on pajamas and wasn't really getting up every day to put on real clothes. So when you dress confident, you'll feel confident. It's important to not only plan out your week, but organize it as well. I would recommend getting a calendar or a planner and just seeing what you have to do that week and just create a schedule. For college students, see which classes have the most credit hours and take up most of your time so you can schedule those as a top priority. 
I always like to get the hard stuff or the stuff that's like going to take the most time out of the way first. So even though you are planning your week out, make sure it's organized in a way where you understand it. So even if you have to color code it, definitely do that. Also, make sure to just account for breaks throughout your day. It will keep your brain fresh longer and it compared to like if you force yourself to just power through the whole entire thing. Like I know sometimes just human nature, we're like, okay, I'm just going to power through it. But it's so important to just give your brain like just like a refresher, just a break. And so that's another thing. Do not procrastinate because once you procrastinate, you will, you will have to rush through everything and you will be so beyond stressed out. So I would recommend some 30 minute breaks throughout your day, maybe an hour, depending on what you have going on that day and just get some water, walk around, stretch, listen to music, just do something to shift your focus away from what you're working on. And actually the lady I interned under told me that when you walk away from working on something for a few minutes, minutes when you go back to it you start to see some new perspectives of it and it can help you improve your work and edit and polish it and it will help you come up with like new ideas as well so definitely walking away for a little bit and coming back can actually help improve your work and I know in the current climate we're in, it isn't really ideal to go out to like a library or somewhere to study, but I would recommend trying to find some place where you can like social distance outside of the four walls of your home to work sometimes, maybe not like all the time, but a few times throughout the week. I would do that because sometimes being at home, you are, you are not as able to focus because you're too comfortable. Like for me, I know when I go to the library or somewhere, I'm so ready to go home and get in bed. So I use that as my motivation to get my work done because I know the more efficiently I work on it, the quicker I'll be able to get home. Most of all, a part of planning and organizing is just to make sure you take note of what you need to accomplish in your goals. I mentioned this in my college experience episode, but I would recommend getting a whiteboard. Those are like lifesavers, I feel. Being able to just being able to just scratch off or erase the stuff you've already done, it just feels so good. Like you feel so accomplished and motivated. Also, if there's enough room on your whiteboard, include affirmations and positive things on there too. I'm telling y'all, not just college students, but to anyone, planning and being organized will drastically reduce your stress. So then this leads to my next points about prioritizing and staying disciplined. One thing I have learned for sure while in college is prioritizing. I used to just put the less important stuff over the more important things which led to procrastination and I would be so stressed. So it's very important to really just lay out what is top priority and go from there. For prioritizing, definitely write down your life goals. So just be broad with it. Like write down what you hope to accomplish in life, write down the college degree you're aiming for, or even like just what type of successful career you're aiming for. And from there, underneath those categories, write down like your more narrow goals that you need to accomplish to get there, like the assignments and things that you need to do to get to the bigger goals. Write down all your priorities that you need to get done. And what I've recently started doing is numbering them in order of importance. I mean, of course, they're all important, but like the ones that are the most important that need to get done like sooner. That way, 
I can keep track of what my top priorities are for the things that need to get done first. But even with doing this, you probably won't be able to get through your whole list in a day. So that's when you have to let go of the things on your list that is not a top priority. Like if you still didn't finish that project or essay due in a few hours, you might have to let go of that priority you had listed for like going out to dinner with your friends or something. And it really does suck, but some things just require sacrifices and you just have to do your top priorities first. Sometimes you have to try to let your um you sometimes you have to try to set your own deadlines and meet them and really just work on time management. I had gotten to a bad habit of opening assignments and then I would like skim through them and I'd be like, yeah, okay, I can just do that the day of. Think it gets an easy assignment. Then it gets to the day of and I realize that it has a lot more steps and requires a lot more time than I thought it did to complete it. The next thing I know, I'm working the clock. I'm working against the clock and trying to power through an entire assignment in like 12 hours and barely get it turned in like a minute before the deadline. So yeah, please actually thoroughly look through things and try to meet your own deadlines before the real deadline to save yourself some time and stress. Make sure to stay disciplined. When you organize, plan, and prioritize, make sure you keep up with that. You have to stay disciplined. Start with baby steps and one thing I always try to keep in mind is that whatever I'm facing is temporary. Nothing lasts forever. This assignment you're dreading will not last forever. It's just temporary, so just get it done. And one of the one of the first ways to be able to maintain self-discipline is by keeping yourself in check. So start breaking your old habits and replace them with better ones. And even in the midst of being overwhelmed and trying to get things done, don't forget to just eat and get proper rest. Those are like your key essential things because if you don't eat or you don't get your proper rest, at that point, you're making it harder on yourself to get things done because you're lacking the physical energy that you need. So someone also shared with me the advice it's about the habit, not the outcome. And I love that. So for example, instead of saying, I want to make an A in this class, say I'm going to start studying more. I'm going to start asking questions when needed. I'm going to pay attention to the lectures and get my assignments done in a timely fashion. So once you focus on doing those habits, the outcome of making an A in the class will most likely come as a result of doing those good habits. So now that I've covered the foundation and importance of planning, organizing, prioritizing, and self-discipline, I want to get into the saving and budgeting part. So I do want to mention that I don't pay my own bills yet, but my dad has um, always dropped some financial gems to me over the years with managing the money that I do have. So one of those gems is to keep your bills um, saved and like that you have to pay for keep them saved and in a folder and um, type it out on an excel sheet and make sure to pay them at the beginning of the month to keep good credit also this goes back to having good organization i would recommend to categorize the bills so they can have some sort of order it's very important to start building a credit as soon as possible because your credit can make or break you when it comes to big purchases like a house or a car. 
but it's important to create a budget with the money that you have in college or in general whether it's through financial aid a job money you receive from family or friends plan up your budget efficiently one of the most important things to note when planning your budget is to be realistic with it know how much money you're working with each month and then realistically plan your budget because i'm pretty sure like a lot of people will have different budgets depending on their financial situation. If you are getting excess money from somewhere like fin financial aid or something, save it. I cannot tell you how many people I knew would get excess money and start bawling out on unnecessary things. Save your excess money. Like treat yourself every now and then, but don't splurge. Save your money because you never know when a rainy day will come and you will need money. So always make sure you have something in your savings account. I also got the advice before to invest in getting a high yield savings account, which is a little different than a regular savings account. It's really like easy and flexible because with the high yield savings account, it rewards you with higher interest rates, which allows your money to grow even faster while it just sits in your account. Create a checklist for what you pay for too. That's also really helpful. And I actually saw a TikTok from a woman named Deborah that has actually helped me improve even more on keeping track of my spending. So basically you create a Google form and you put the date of your purchase, the item, the amount you spent on it, and then check off what category it falls under. So like, does it fall under bills, subscriptions, entertainment, food, or something like that? Then when you submit that Google form, it will automatically reformat that into a Google Excel sheet. Then it will also create a pie chart for you so you can see what you're mostly spending your money on and it'll give you a, a yearly breakdown of your spending habits. And I find that to be super helpful when budgeting, but if you don't feel like going through all of that and you know doing that, simply just making a realistic set amount of money you wanna spend throughout the month or even throughout the week and and keeping track of your spending and prioritizing is what is the most important things you need to spend your money on. That can be just as helpful. It's really whatever is easiest for you. So don't waste your money because you have to think long term about when college is over and the money you'll need then as well. So be very cautious with how you spend your money. And if you Google expense tracker TikTok, the tutorial for how to set it up by Deborah should pop up. One of my biggest pieces of advice that I live by and can't emphasize enough is to shop in bulks if possible. I know I try to go to Sam's or Costco's and buy in bulk so I can have at least a month or two worth of food and toiletries. That way you are not going out to eat all the time. Even if you can't cook like Costco's and Sam's and I'm pretty sure like other places too have pre-cooked meals that you can just put in the oven or like the microwave, but I'm pretty sure they would be better in the oven. But yeah, I only go out to eat once a week. That is a part of my budget. I'll cook and meal prep for the whole week. And then on either Friday or Saturday, that's my designated time to go out to eat. That's another thing. If you can meal prep for the week, do that. That way, when you have even the slightest temptation to stop at that Chick-fil-A on your way home, you can be like, you know what? I already have a cooked meal at the house. 
so definitely meal prep if you can for sure i do that all the time like i've done that since i first got to college and i feel like that's what's helped me save so much money is by meal prepping and only trying to eat out once a week keep your spending habits in check you have to be able to decide if something is a good purchase or not Always make sure you have your necessities, like your food, water, toiletries, and then you can purchase your wants, like a new outfit or whatever you want to purchase. So basically, come to terms with what your needs versus what your wants are. It is definitely okay, again, to treat yourself sometimes, but please stop splurging your money all the time because that's a bad habit and some bad habits are hard to break. If you're in college or high school now and splurge your money and don't know how to budget or save, you're preparing to act that way as an adult and you could end up in debt or have bad credit and that's just not the type of problems that you want. So that's why it's so important to go ahead and start practicing self discipline and self-control before the real world actually hits you also just be careful when you get those credit cards in the mail those like random like credit cards and stuff because they target college students in particular by making it seem like you can just spend however much but be careful because you do not want to mess around and go in depth or mess up your credit over you know overcharging a credit card so I came up with a little acronym for you all to keep in mind while in college or even adults that aren't in school. And the acronym is POD PBS. So it stands for Plan, Organize, Discipline, Prioritize, Budget, and Save. It's very important to make sure in school, while working, and just in life in general that you plan, organize, prioritize, budget, and save. So once you get that part down, learn to discipline yourself so you can keep up the consistency. This will help reduce your stress and practice makes perfect. So start practicing these things with baby steps and you will eventually get it because life can already be stressful enough. The least we can do for ourselves is to take off some of the un unnecessary stress we create by just becoming more organized in our lives. Now into the let's discuss segment. I wanted to dedicate this segment today to Brianna Taylor. So Louisville paid the family of Brianna Taylor a $12 million settlement. That's great and all, but why are they paying them like essentially what I look at as hush money instead of giving her justice by arresting the cops that wrongfully came in her home while she was asleep and murdered her? It just truly baffles me that these people would much rather cough up 12 million dollars than to arrest the cops who killed this woman and i'm just still holding on to hope that justice will be served even though neither the money or justice will bring brianna back i feel like it will still at least bring some peace to her family if she also receives the justice that she much deserves this actually made me want to bring up intersectionality I kind of touched on it, but didn't use that actual term in my discriminatory harassment episode. So the term intersectionality was coined by civil rights advocate and professor Kimberly Crenshaw in 1989, and she created the term in hopes to shed light on the experiences and oppression of Black women. The formal definition of intersectionality means 
the interconnected nature of social categorizations such as race, class, and gender as they apply to a given individual or group regarded as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage. So basically, intersectionality is exactly how it sounds. It's when two, categor it's when two categories of a person intersect and causes them to get discriminated against. So being black and a woman intersects and causes them to, to get discriminated against. Being black and a male, those two categories intersect and that causes them to get discriminated against and so on. Breonna Taylor, along with many other black and minority women who are victims of police brutality and other social injustices do not get the same type of outpouring of love and support as men do. Intersectionality plays a large role when it comes to the abruptness in criminal investigations surrounding the murder, rape, sexual assault, and harassment cases that involve women of color. Kimberly Crenshaw talks more in detail about intersectionality in her TED Talk. If you wanted to look it up and listen to it, it was extremely powerful, so I definitely recommend looking that up whenever you have time. There was actually a woman that was a guest speaker at one of the ladies organization events we hosted over the summer and she made us do this exercise with her and the exercise was and you can do it too right now if you want but she made us trace our hand on a piece of paper and on the thumb part she told us to write physical appearance because intersectionality is mostly based off of physical appearance so your race gender things like that then on the index finger she told us to write mental because intersectionality can cause a mental strain on people of color. On the middle finger, she told us to write emotional because being discriminated just because of your gender or the color of your skin can be emotionally damaging. On the ring finger, she told us to write social because it can also damage our social lives being discriminated and harassed all the time over circumstances we just can't control. Then lastly, on our pinky finger, she told us to write spiritual, meaning it can really take a toll on our spirit and it can just take away a high, happy spirit when, you know, we're affected by intersectionality. Then when we were finished, she told us to look at the first letter of the words, starting from the index finger all the way to the pinky, and it spelled out the word mess. She said that if we don't start to step up to intersectionality and fight for our rights and advocate for ourselves mentally, emotionally, socially, and spiritually, we will end up being a mess. So with that being said, we are still pushing for justice for Breonna Taylor, and I encourage you all to go out and research more about intersectionality because knowledge is power. Now into the heart to heart segment. The Motivation Monday quote of the week was, clutter is not just physical stuff, it's old ideas, toxic relationships, and bad habits. Clutter is anything that does not support your better self. So I wanted to do that as the Motivation Monday quote of the week because it focuses on changing old habits and starting to become more organized in your life to help your life be as stress-free as possible. So when your physical space is cluttered, your mind begins to feel cluttered as well. So that is one of the first steps I encourage you to take today is to clean and just organize your physical space. I know quarantine has made some of us, I know me, lose sight of thorough cleaning, but it's so essential. 
but also don't allow your mind to be cluttered either. Prioritize your lifestyle. Decluttering is a part of our growth as humans. Don't let physical or mental clutter overpower you. Declutter as much as you can so you can make room for things that benefit and enhance your life. It's so important that we stop adding on stress when we're capable of subtracting some of it. Changing old habits is not always easy, but it's very much possible. You have to be determined and remember the goals you want to achieve in life. If you know that your current if you know what you're currently doing is not helping you or elevating you to your next level in life, it's time to try something different. Some change is good change and you know you need to take the steps to change your life for the better, then do that. If you know that, then do it. I believe everyone has the possibility to be something great if they really take themselves serious and do what needs to be done. So today, I encourage you to just look at your current lifestyle, see if you're satisfied with it, and if not, start making the necessary changes so you can get to be the best version of yourself. Stop letting things that don't support bettering yourself come in the way. That's all for today's episode of Talks with Tatiana. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Talks with Tatiana underscore, on Facebook at Talks with Tatiana, and on Twitter at Talk with Tatiana without the S after talk. Turn on your post notifications and please leave ratings, reviews, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, stay open, stay kind, and keep fighting the good fight.